Stephanie Chase here, and thank you for downloading the latest edition of AEW Weekly. As always, this episode was recorded live on YouTube. And if you want to watch live and interact with future shows, join me live on YouTube every Thursday at 10pm UK time on my channel, Stephanie Chase Wrestling. And don't forget, if you like what you hear, subscribe to this podcast and leave me a five-star review on Apple. Now enjoy the show. Hello, everyone. Happy Friday and welcome to another edition of AEW Weekly with me, your host, Stephanie Chase, Miss Dynamite. I'm pretty sure I said happy Friday, but of course I meant Thursday. How is everyone? Um, So nice to see so many of you in the chat already. Um, yeah, it is all out week and we're just a few days away from all out and we have a go home show dynamite to talk about ahead of the pay-per-view on Sunday. Um, but before we got, get started, um, I just wanted to send out my condolences to the friends and family of Daphne, uh, and just say at the top of the show here, um, how heartbroken I, I was to hear the news about Daphne today and how much I enjoyed watching her in WCW, which is uh, where I started watching wrestling uh, and how wonderful, unique, badass and cool she was and how talented she was as well. And, And what a tremendous loss it is to the wrestling community and women in wrestling. And I just, I wanted to say that at the top of the show today and, you know, everyone just be kind to each other, look out for each other. And it's so nice when I see all of you guys here that watch every week, it looks like we've built such a lovely family of people together, being supportive and friendly to each other and and making friends. And it's so important for people to never feel alone and, and always feel like they have someone to talk to. And it's so important to look after everyone. Um, especially with the with the the past 18 months that the world has had so rest in peace Daphne and and my condolences to her friends and and family and there's no uh, easy way to go on to to talking about the the rest of the things we have here today um you can also check out today's mm-hmm. wrestling daily um with uh, myself and Alex McCarthy, uh, where we also shared some memories of Daphne too. And as I said, it is all out week. And as usual, when we have a pay-per-view with AEW, it is celebrated all week on this channel. So, so far we have had on Monday, I talked about Rampage, got us ready for this week's Dynamite. Then on Tuesday, I was joined by SP3 from Wrestling Daily and True Heel Heat, where we did a review of All In from 2018, the AEW pay-per-view before there was an AEW. That was so interesting to look back on with him because he was there live. Like he was one of the people who was actually there live. And he had some really great anecdotes about like why he wasn't cheering for Cody, why he was the only one in the building not cheering for Cody. Um <clears throat> 
seeing Chris Jericho walk past him. Um, and it was a really, really good show. So happy to be joined by SP3. And if you like the SP3 Steph chemistry and magic that we bring, uh, head over to his channel, True Heel Heat, on Saturday, where I will be previewing All Out with friend of the show, Benno. And speaking of Benno, he joined me on Tuesday to uh, sorry on Wednesday he joined me to talk about CM Punk we did CM Punk past present and future um uh, where we shared like memories of CM Punk what we liked about CM Punk we went through his career a lot of you in the chat um a lot of you in the chat shared like your memories about CM Punk as well. So it was a really, really fun interactive show. Benno has been following CM Punk's career since he was a name on a message board. So he was the best person to have to do this. Speaking of people in the chat, look who we've got here. Sean Wassap. Hello, Sean Wassap. Sean Wassap motivates me every day, every single day. I wake up in the morning. The first thing I do is I go to my phone and I look for pictures of Sean Wassap. And he motivates me to be better, work harder, charge people more money for things, um, and just generally be a better person. So <laughs> I'm joking. I love Sean so much. It was his birthday this week as well. So big happy birthday to Sean. I hope you had lots and lots of fun. And yeah, Sean is the man. Sean is the chief. <laughs> so thank you Sean for coming in the chat um, if you remember I had Sean on when I did my 1000 subscribers party and he was fabulous uh, and then he came on to preview blood and guts with me as well so I can't wait to do something with you again Sean I feel like we haven't done stuff together in ages so hopefully we'll be working together soon hopefully we'll see each other in person soon because sean's gonna i'm pretty sure sean's gonna be at all out of course he is he's got that fightful money and every pay-per-view that's come along i've thought i have a chance of going to and then this darn these darn travel restrictions are keeping me and sean well sat from being at the same place at the same time so sean full gear maybe maybe i'll see you at full gear i really really hope so because i gotta get out of this place and go catch me some aw life but sean enjoy yourself this weekend um i'm sure you're gonna have a wonderful wonderful time do some wonderful coverage and the other thing i want to say about um sean and the fight fightful patreon i mean he there's there's a lot of um good content on the Fightful Patreon and you can learn a lot of news on it but a big shout out to Alex Sourgraps because that podcast is like I feel like he's my spirit animal or something the way he talks about Raw and Smackdown is exactly what I'm thinking so <laughs> shout out to Alex Sourgraps you can pass on the message Sean of how much I enjoy listening to to Alex's work um then of course Today is AW Weekly and tomorrow, oh my gosh, speaking of wrestling, people like legends in the wrestling media and people that I admire so much, we will have John Pollock on this channel previewing All Out With Me. I cannot wait for that. John Pollock will be here to preview All Out For Me. It will be at 8 p.m. UK time. So please join me. I would love to see loads of you there to make John Pollock feel welcome and so that... um. John Pollock can see how lovely that we all are. Uh, I'm so delighted that he's coming on this channel. So yes, join me tomorrow. All out preview with John Pollock Saturday. 
and with SB3 over on True Hill Heats with Benno. And then Sunday is the day. Sunday is the big day. I support, I support Sean because Sean is on Twitter um, and he's got, it's like the little periscope sig um, symbol comes up beside his name. It makes me feel like he's wearing some sort of badge, like some sort of supportive badge or something. I don't know. It looks different from like what, the, the YouTube thing I'm so used to, but this periscope button, it's like, I don't know. It's almost like it's saying he's because he's the only one with it, I feel like he's special. And he is. Uh, Sunday, of course, is all art day. If you're in London, you have the chance to see me twice in person <laughs> because I'll be at the 229 in London for Revolution Pro Wrestling. We have another big show um, on the road to the massive York Hall show. Um, I can't wait for that. So if you're in London, check out Revolution Pro Wrestling. If you can't be there, remember, sign up to RPW On Demand, where you can see all um, our amazing shows, including the one we had two weeks ago in Manchester, where Will Ospreay took on Doug Williams. Ricky Knight Jr. took on Shota Umino. We had the return of Aussie Open. It was so much fun, um, and I enjoyed it so much. I think I only did that so you could all see my fringing jacket there. Um, and then... The main event, the main event of Sunday is not just All Out, but it's me hosting the All Out viewing party at Hooked on Wrestling. So if you live in London, get yourself down to All Street where you can join me as I get you hyped, get you motivated, maybe even get you drunk ahead of All Out. There will be a quiz. There will be music wrestling music we'll definitely be playing genius we'll definitely be playing cult of personality there'll also be a Q&A with me um so yeah I cannot wait for that all out party um make sure you're following me on Instagram at Stephanie M. Chase and I'm going to try and share some stuff from that party uh for you and also I did a cinema quiz this week guys yes I was on Cinemania um with Ollie and Luke from Wrestle Talk so um that was so much fun i mean <laughs> i thought i would completely suck spoiler alert i came second so that was wonderful so if you want to watch me do film questions and even do a bad drawing of a ghost head over and check that out cinemania it was so much fun darren says I see you Sunday night at All Street. I buy you a Diet Coke, a, a Diet Coke in a bar, Darren. Come on. Rosé, Rosé all day. <laughs> um, Heel Hydra says, you did very well. The cinema quiz, I did do very well. I thought so too. I really thought I was going to embarrass myself um, on that quiz. And I actually surprised myself uh, with how well I did. So check that out. Now, are we ready? Are you ready to talk about the Go Home Dynamite for All Out? I mean, there's a rampage to go. So I feel like, I know it's a Go Home Dynamite, but I feel like there's more to come um, before I get like super, super, like it's all out is here, but it's the Go Home Dynamite for all out. So let's be happy with that. Let's get into this. We started off with Santana and Ortiz defeating FTR. 
FTR came out in beautiful Bobby Eaton tribute gear. It was really a nice touch. Santana and Ortiz had their Dead Presidents makeup on, and they got a really good reception from the crowd, I thought. Um, it all opened up with a bit of Dax and Santana doing some chain wrestling. Then it turned into a bit of a free-for-all with everyone in the ring. Um, and then... Later on, we saw Cash, the one who had the awful arm injury. He took off the turnbuckle pad in the corner while the official was distracted. FTR tried to use that as a weapon, but Santana stopped them before Ortiz made a comeback with a drop kick. Uh, later on, we had Santana hitting the three Amigo suplexes on Dax before the fog, fog blast followed for two. We had a good near fall um, in a bit when Dax hit the spike brain buster, which um, had finished their first match. And then towards the end, Dax hit a superplex, followed by the big rig on Ortiz. Santana, though, he broke up the pin with a dive and a good near fall. Santana hit a rolling cutter. Ortiz hit a lung blower. Santana hit a thrust kick. And they hit another double team inside out suplex for the win. Yes, Santana and Ortiz pick up the win against FTR. What a hot match to open Dynamite. I have to say, I thought this was a really good match, but I still feel like the potential between these two teams is unfulfilled. I don't think this is the best that they could have done. And I feel like I was quite surprised when this came off um, on the opener on Dynamite that this was the first match because I feel like it needed a bigger stage than this. Um, I feel like it probably should have been moved to the pay-per-view, um, especially when we have the, the match between Andrade and Pac not being on the pay-per-view. I feel like this deserved to be on the pay-per-view, really. And I think that FTR... They work best when they feel like they're being best showcased. And I think a bigger stage would have helped them um, as well. Um, Santana and Ortiz, I I've been wanting them to to go higher and higher for quite a long time now. It feels like forever. And after this win, you have to think that they've got to get a title shot against whoever are our tag team champions coming out of all out. They do have, of course, the show in New York, which would be a really great time for Santana and Ortiz to get a title shot. So I hope that's coming for them. But yeah, as I said, a good match, not the best I think that these teams could do together, but really enjoyable, great to open Dynamite with. It was a nice hot start to Dynamite. I think last week people were a little bit disappointed um, by Dynamite. So it was great to open this week with something so hot that impressed so many people. Uh, let's see who or wh what you guys thought. Um, Matthew, hello. An awesome match that would have been cool to be the match in July. I expected this to be as good as it was. PW Outsiders is AW's tag division is so much better than WWE's. True. Um, Matthew says, want them to run it back for the tag titles at full gear, maybe two out of three falls or 30 minute Ironman match. Who says no? Um, woo, that, they, that just feels like very very super epic um we'll have to see where they go next as far as um will they be having a rubber match i don't think it's like cut and dry that it's going to be like two out of three between these teams because we're getting this second match due to the injury that happened in the first match but who knows maybe they showed enough here where it feels like the story's unfinished and we do get another match um redmond survivor really good match couple of moments of miscommunication but that's nitpicking excited for the rubber match um uh 
<laughs> Darren, do you think there should be a triangle feud with FTR Bucks and Santana and Ortiz? Um, I think I I don't think so. I think that's too many teams and factions messing with each other. Um, Hail Hydra, not sure which team I prefer to dethrone the Young Bucks because I really like both Santana and Ortiz and the Lucha Brothers. I would love it to be Santana and Ortiz. Um, really, I really feel like um, um, they. I feel like they deserve it. They've just been in the background of the tag division for so, so long, and they've done amazing work. Hello to Adam Pearson's in the chat. Can you imagine if AEW did a tag version of the G1? That would be awesome. Do it, Tony. That is awesome. It'd be great to see like a, a, a really like extensive tag tournament in AEW. They definitely have enough people. Um, that's a really good idea. Um to know, in my opinion, a third match does need a step if Proud and Powerful are the champs when it occurs. Hmm. Well, well, we'll see, but I really do think Proud and Powerful need to be in a big match in New York. I think it'd be so perfect for them, and I think they absolutely deserve it. I really, really do. They've been so, so good, and they're just like, they've done so well in promotes. They've done so well every, like, in the inner circle feuds, especially the stuff we saw with the Pinnacle ahead of Santana, uh, ahead of Stadium Stampede, that I just want them, I just want them to get something. I want them to get something really good. Um, okay. Next, he arrived. CM Punk promo. CM Punk back in Chicago. And boy, did he get a really good reception from his hometown crowd. Um, <clears throat> so CM Punk said that he was happy to be here. He's going to soak up all the love while he can because this Sunday it could all end. The crowd were like, you still got it, CM Punk. Um, and then Daniel Garcia and 2.0 interrupted and attacked a punk, briefly uh, fought them off, but he was overwhelmed until da Darby Allen and Sting came out to even the odds. They all hit their finishers, including a GTS from Punk. The first GTS in seven years was hit by CM Punk on Dynamite. Then we had Punk and Allen facing off, and then... Sting was about to um, speak, but then Punk got rid of another 2.0 member um, to the floor. And then we got Sting speaking. Sting said he's always wanted to share a ring with Punk, but their paths never crossed. It felt good to see it go to sleep right before his eyes. Um, all three men want this Punk versus Allen match to happen. He knows both men are ready. When they collide, it's going to be showtime. Uh, then he said that basically what he was going to do on Sunday was fist bump his partner and not be at ringside. Wow. Um, I loved this segment. It was obviously, it's great to see Punk because like novelty hasn't worn off. You're still like, oh my gosh, really? Is that CM Punk on Dynamite? And it is, it is CM Punk on Dynamite. He's here every week. He's here every single week. Um, then the beatdown happened and I was a little bit taken aback. Like, oh my gosh, CM Punk is getting beaten down here in Chicago. It, I thought it lasted maybe a beat too long. But then, of course, we got my favorite father, Sanjiro Sting and Darby Allen coming out. Then Sting and Darby Allen, they helped out Punk. When I saw Sting and Punk in the ring together, I just had a like a who do I love more moment? And honestly, I can't decide. But my hi a highlight of this segment was Sting cutting the 
best dad promo ever. Just saying like, my boy is ready. I want it to be a fair fight. I want things to go down well, Um, you know, uh, good and fairly, no shenanigans. And I'm not going to be at ringside. I thought, oh, I want it to sting at ringside though, but it's all good. It's all done with good intentions. And I thought this was a great, great segment. Uh, let's see what you guys saw. Um, who had Everize beating up CM Punk on their 2021 wrestling bingo card? Everize have done so amazingly well, like out of anyone. They came out of nowhere to be inserted into such big moments. It is crazy how well they've done. And just congratulations to these guys. Um, I think it's really cool that they AEW have put such a new undercard talent in this spot. It's pretty awesome uh, to see them getting in there with CM Punk and Sting. I bet they can't believe it either. Matthew says, I would love to see Punk, Darby and Sting eventually team up to face Garcia and 2.0 on a rampage. That would be awesome. That would be awesome. Um, Hello to Hunter McClure, who says CM Punk versus Darby will be a good match. Tanol said, was very surprised to get phys physicality from CM Punk before All Out, but at least it wasn't with Darby. Yes, I think it's important that it wasn't with Darby. Oh, there's so many comments here. Um, <laughs> McCaff said, did I see that Punk will be on commentary in Rampage? He will indeed be on commentary for the main event. Um, Redmond Survivor, Darby and Sting probably had to make it down from the rafters. That's probably why they took a while. Yes. <laughs> um, I like that. Um, PW Insider. Sting and CM Punk moment felt good, both being big stars outside of WWE. Um, Adam Pearson says, I've grown to like Darby. He reminds me of a mixture of um, Sabina win at all costs and Jeff Hardy look good doing it. This match could steal the show. I am so glad that you've grown to like Darby Allen. Um, Garcia and 2.0 for the first ever trios champions. But the way things are looking with CM with um 2.0 and Garcia, I wouldn't be I wouldn't be surprised if they were given the first ever trios belts like at all. Though um I was on the the conference call with Tony Khan today, and he was really talking down the idea of trios titles and saying um that he's done way less um trios matches like recently. Oh, Adam Pearson meant Sabu, not Sabu. <laughs> That makes sense, man. That makes sense. I I was like, is this a teenage witch reference? I'm not really sure. <laughs> um, okay, awesome segment. Next, we had a sit-down interview from MJF. Tony Schiavone was there. He called MJF the most disgusting and despicable individual he's ever met. That is harsh. MJF brought up all of Chris Jericho's nicknames, including the Ayatollah Rock and Roller and the Sexy Beast. He said that Jericho has spent four decades on top of professional wrestling. And he said Jericho will forever be etched in the Mount Rushmore wrestling. But when it's all said and done, MJF will take his place. He said that he could be like wrestling stepdad filling in Chris Jericho's shoes. And then he started to liken Chris Jericho to Muhammad Ali, saying that he came back for just one too many fights. He's an addict on a downward spiral. He needs the spotlight. That's why he put his career on the, on the line. At All Out, MJF will end one of the greatest runs of professional wrestling. It's poetic that the same yearning that brought Jericho to the dance will be the reason the music dies. Um, this was really, really good. The only bit I didn't like was Tony at the start being so like, you're the most despicable um, guy I've ever met because I just thought that, see, that MJF should knock him out. 
really as a heel. Um, but this promo, it felt proper nasty. And I think that a lot of the time with heel promos, um, you don't get that real nasty edge where you're actually watching it like, whoa, like this guy is a dick. Like this guy might be going too far. And MJF really makes you feel that. So his heel work is, is all always amazing the stipulation on this chris jericho match is such a heavy stipulation saying that jericho will retire if he loses and mjf did a really good job at, at selling this uh he was also working those camera angles as um redmond survivor says matthew says mjf is the freaking greatest while wow, he's so good anyone else get the vibe when he's not in character he's the nicest person ever no i don't get that vibe at all <laughs> <laughs> Mikash said, uh, Shivani looking at his watch and phone was tremendous. He really didn't want to be there. Loved it. Yeah, we did get some great like acting from Shivani. He really, he he's really good at selling MJF um, as as not a great person at all. Um, but yeah, great work from MJF uh, as always. Um, then Orange Cassidy defeated Jack Evans with Matt Hardy. Um, Hardy, he jumped orange before the bell, but he was ejected. It was a fast-paced match. But a few minutes in, we saw Orange climbing the ropes, but Evans cut him off. They battled on the top rope. We went to commercial, and the match somehow ended during the commercial break with a small package from Orange Cassidy. Uh, I think that's the main talking point of this match. They ended a match during the commercial break, which I think is awesome. Like, so, so, so awesome. Um... It makes you know that anything can happen. You can't flick channels even during the commercial break. Uh, the beginning of the match wasn't keen on. Um, so after the match, we get Hardy attacking. Chuck Taylor, Willie Yuna come out to make the save. The rest of the Holly, Hardy family office overwhelms the best friends. And then Jurassic Express went out to send the Hardy family office packing. Obviously to set up the pre-show uh, match that we're going to get on Sunday. But yeah, too much Hardy family office. The air time that Hardy family office get, it is way, way too much. And I it, I, I just, they are like turn off TV for me. Um, but now I know not to turn off or you're going to miss the finish in a commercial. <laughs> Redmond Survivor says, um, need this Hardy family office versus best friends feud to be over after all art me too. Um, and then he adds, um, I like the finish uh, being in picture in picture. Yeah, I really, really like the idea of the, the finish as well. But this is definitely the match they announced for the pre-show is a very good um, pre-show match. Um, Redman also said, um, I preferred when it was just Hardy and Private Party as a trio. It's kind of marginally better. Like the, the amount of people in there is, is just so bad. Uh, PW Insider says, <clears throat> everything involving the Hardy family office is so important. I think it does too. It seems so important, I think, because we've seen a team like Private Party just fall so far down the card since they hooked up with Mar um, with Matt Hardy. Um, I really do. I think that's that's happened to them. I mean, maybe they're learning a lot backstage from Hardy and stuff like that. But as far as an on-screen packaging, I just don't think it works. Now, here's something great that happened on Dynamite. We got a video package for... Eddie Kingston versus Miro. So, <laughs> Eddie Kingston said, call yourself God's favorite champion. 
what but why is your neck kryptonite he said that the neck was the key he'd be going after the neck without a title you're no longer god's favorite take my hand let's walk through hell together and maybe if you survive that you'll go to your god's heaven then we got to Miro, who said God's favorite champion stays down only for his wife in a hotel room after a victory. Uh, <laughs> um, this was so awesome. I'm really looking forward to seeing Eddie Kingston versus Miro. Um, I did say my only criticism of it is that we haven't had enough time building it up at all because I thought that they could have done some really back and forth promos um, against each other. And I think this video package just proved me right. But this was so good. The lines they had on each other, Eddie Kingston, absolutely awesome like awesome 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 um matthew would love to see eddie and miro notes no similar to eddie and mox um is miro eddie match going to be a regular singles match no stip yes um it is at this moment just a regular singles match uh redmond survivor do you think there's any chance we see lana at all out i, I could see lana make an appearance at all out um she's just been referenced so much it would make sense if she came down it actually might work if she like distracted kingston or something because of the way that miro has built her up um yeah i i think that'd be really cool um adam says if they don't strap eddie on their new york show then they missed out on, on a hell of a pop have this one go double dq and build nyc eddie's another guy just like quite powerful that should get a big um and nyc match uh we might get a face-to-face -face on rampage because miro scheduled to speak live um the only negative about the eddie promo says to know was that it was a pre-tape and not in front of the audience yeah i love this so i i thought this was wonderful like absolutely wonderful then we have another interview because chris jericho had an in-ring interview with jim ross Jim Ross has not done an in-ring segment yet in AEW, which is amazing to think about. He really looked very, very emotional um, standing in the ring here, introducing Jericho. He looked like he was about to cry, which really added to the moment. Chris Jericho came out and he started by saying, I don't think I can do this as an impression, so it's not an impression. Welcome to Chicago is Jericho. Uh, Jericho said he started his main event journey in this business 22 years ago in uh, Chicago. <clears throat> JR was the only one, uh, was the one who recruited him to start the journey. JR asked why Jericho shows such an extreme stipulation for his match with MJF. Um, then Jericho uh, said that MJF, you're a piece of shit. However, he's diabolical and arrogant like Jericho and all MJF has over Jericho is three victories um the reason jericho is in aw is that he can never be complacent there was never a guarantee that they would succeed because here they are on episode 100 as the hottest wrestling company in the world jericho could stick around for a lot longer but every time he look in the mirror he think you couldn't beat mjf but you know what? Jericho doesn't want it to be the end. He wants more. He doesn't want to stop. And that's why he has to take his chance. If something goes wrong on Sunday and his journey ends right where it began in Chicago, so be it. He will move to the commentary desk and he will thank everyone for their support. Jericho said MJF would not take this away from him. If MJF wants Jericho out, he's going to have to be the best he's ever been. That's not going to happen because he's Chris Jericho. MJF doesn't have what it takes to get rid of him. I'll see you Sunday at All Out. 
you little prick. I thought this was a wonderful promo from Jericho, one of his top um, three or five um, in in AEW so far. I thought he did a really, really good job um, about, a really good job like conveying the emotion of it and really just get, selling people on the stipulation because it's such a huge stipulation that I think it's like, uh, it's hard for a lot of people to to believe that Jericho will walk away. And I think he did a great job here selling that. He might actually, it might all be over. JR really helped with that too, because as I said, he looked proper emotional. Uh, Redman Survivor, they've got me believing Jericho might actually be about to hang it up. So good job on them. Uh, Mikas says Jericho losing, I think, was Savvy King. Says, I think he will. <clears throat> Hunter's just gone right for it. Steph, who wins? MJF or Chris? I, I still think Jericho is winning. Um, but I think they've done a great job of building up the stipulation here. Uh, really great interview from Jericho. Uh, he's he's so great as a heel that you forget how good he is baby face. And he's seriously, seriously good as a baby face and getting people to rally behind him and showing like baby face fire. Uh, next, we had a great video with Darby Allen. He said that CM Punk was his favorite wrestler as a kid. But he said that when Punk retired, that's when Darby started wrestling. He talked about all the things that he has done when Punk was in retirement. And he said that Punk picking him first, he basically takes it as an insult that Punk should have picked him last because of how dangerous he is. He said he's going to beat Punk in Chicago or die trying. That was exactly what this needed. Right? We needed to hear from Darby Allen. Obviously, he's better with these little pre-taped um, vignettes and he is talking in the ring. So that was super cool. Very stylistically, nicely done as well. And I thought that I love the point that he made um, about how MJ or how uh, CM Punk shouldn't have picked him and like that it was insulting because I think maybe some people have criticized like we're bringing back CM Punk and his first match is against Darby Allen and it's not like a feud or anything and he can't do all these like venomous promos that we were used to and I think Darby Allen he added a little something here he added a little something like hey this is not just nicey nicey like I respect you CM Punk thanks for the opportunity it's more like why would you want to give me this opportunity? Because I'm Darby Allen and I'm dangerous. And I thought that was very, um, very good that he did this and that he just added that little bit extra to it. You know, these guys don't have to hit each other, but you want to have something behind it. So really awesome, awesome little video from Darby. And I can't wait to hear CM Punk on commentary tomorrow. I am so excited. I hope the lineup for the main event is Excalibur, Taz, Jericho, and CM Punk. That would be so, so good. <laughs> um, I don't think we'll get that lineup, though. Next, speaking of commentary, Taz joined commentary as Powerhouse Hobbs with Hook defeated Brian Cage. And Cage attacked during Hobbs' entrance. But as we got to the end, Hook distracted, um, and then both men traded their finisher attempts until Hook or Hobbs, sorry, hit a big spine buster for two. Cage came back with a rising knee and an F5, followed by an outside in vertical suplex. Uh, Hook then appeared on the apron and distracted the official as Ricky Starks ran out and hit Cage with the FTW Championship. Hooks then hit the Oklahoma Stampede. 
for the win. Um, I thought this was a good big man match. I don't think it had much behind it, though. This Team Taz feud has been going on for so, so long, like the infighting and then Brian Cage leaving, all of this. It's been so, so long and just really repetitive. I think they managed to get the crowd back during the match, though. Um, I still don't buy Brian Cage as a baby face, like, at all. He's so big and mean looking. Um, I just don't buy it. But it was a good, good match. But let's see what McCash is saying here. Team Taz needs something to get back on track. Absolutely. That's this is what I think. They're just treading water right now. Maybe Hook debuting would help, but something's missing with the team. Maybe add Layla Hirsch. Yes. Um, they are definitely just treading water. They need something meaty to like, you know, sink their teeth into. And maybe the in-ring debut of Hook is something that would help get Team Taz some momentum behind them. Next, we had Malachi Black, who's given Lee Johnson seven days to atone for his involvement the end of last week's Dynamite. Nice little spooky promo by Malachi Black. Then QT Marshall and the factory were in the ring. Um, QT was already talking when we came back from the, the pre-tape. QT called out Paul White. White came out and he was taken out by the factory, um, which in seemed to include some members that we'd never seen before. Um, until he exploded out of the corner, he sent everyone flying. He had a choke slam on one of these new guys, swatted Aaron Solo out of the air. Then the gun club came out to even the odds. Uh, when it looked like it was all over, Billy Gunn hit Paul White with a chair and then him and his sons stood over White, his sons uh, Colton and... Now I forget the other one's name just when I said that. Uh, QT looks stunned. The factory members re-entered the ring, allowing QT to hit an assistant diamond cutter on Paul White. Colton and Austin Gun. Billy Gun, Colton and Austin Gun. So a Billy Gun heel turn. Wow. A Billy Gun heel turn in 2021. I mean, what you can say about this is nobody saw it coming. Nobody saw this coming at all. Um, I think it has added an extra twist into a feud that really didn't need anything else in it. Um, it's a feud that I don't see many people being excited about anyway, and I don't think, like, Billy Gunn turning heel is going to add anything. Um, of course, Paul White, during his career, he's turned heel so many times, so perhaps this was a little bit of a play on that. Uh, like Matthew says, ha-ha, Paul White. And now he knows how it feels. Um, Shogun's reunion over. <laughs> um, Hail Hydra, the heel turn. We never knew we needed it in 2021. Hunter says, why, Billy? PW Outsider. Gun Club heel turn is something real nobody saw coming, but also nobody cared about. <laughs> um, the Gun Club, sorry, different message. Gun Club turn was telegraphed since he came out after uh, Tall Paul had already cleared the ring. I did say when I was watching this um, with my friend, I did say that, like, why are they coming out now? Because, like, the work's over. Um, Red Miss Survivor, the gun club did need to be heels because they're annoying AF. Um, I think they're inoffensive. I've never found them annoying. I've never found them particularly entertaining. But, I mean, now we've now we've got a gun club storyline. Next, we had an announcement from Dr. Britt Baker. She said she had a big free agent announcement, and it turned out that it was just her. She has re-signed. But part of her contract negotiations, Britt asked that Chris Statlander be part of a handicap match on Rampage on Friday. So it will be Chris Statlander versus both Rebel and Jamie Hader. 
this was great. This was basically an Adam Cole tease. When Britt said she had big free agent news, you were meant to think about the fact that her boyfriend is a big free agent. I love these little AEW teasers. I think of all the signs that, that Adam Cole is coming to AEW, like the major sign being he'd be dumb not to. But if you if you weren't convinced like this and you need a secondary sign, here's your sign. Because in AEW, they don't tease things that don't happen we know CM we know that Daniel Bryan is coming in and it looks like it's a lock that Adam Cole is coming in or they wouldn't have done this even as a joke and that's my opinion um Darren the lovely Britt Baker teased us when saying the hottest free agent side I thought Adam Cole yeah um very fun very um very clever indeed um when will he debut though I don't know because all out, it looks like Daniel Bryan's debuting. Um, our next big show will be Arthur Ashe. Is it too soon to debut him? Because then getting Bryan, um, Punk, and Adam Cole all within the same short period. Is that too much? Is that an embarrassment of riches? Or if you've got them all, if they're out there, if they're coming, why not just load it all at once? Like, give me all the toppings. Like, let's do it. Um I think you should just do it if you have him. I don't think there's any point, any point um, just keeping him on ice because you have CM Punk and Daniel Bryan. Do it. Do it all at once. That's how it's worked out. That's how the universe wants you to do it. And yeah. Uh, next, next, next. Speaking of... Um, Speaking of the ladies, we had Ty Conte defeating Penelope Ford. Um, this match was uh, fine, I thought. Towards the end, Ty hit repeated corner strikes, but Ford countered with a double knee gut buster for two. Ford distracted the official. Bunny got involved, but Conte pushed Bunny off the apron and rolled up Ford for the win. After the match, Ty Conte was attacked by Penelope Ford and the Bunny, but then we had the Dark Orders music play and Anna Jay returned to chase them off. She will be part of the Casino Battle Royal. Um, I thought the match was perfectly fine. I think Ty Conte is really, really great. I think Penelope does need some work. It was interesting watching her all, all earlier this week in All In um, because I think that she... I'm not sure that she's like fulfilled the expectations that were set out in in all in because she came off as such a star there however Anna Jay coming back I was so happy to see this I love Anna Jay so much and I love her relationship with Ty so that was so cool and maybe we can get some women's tag action now because they they are such a great tag team um McCaff said Ty Jay Redmond says Ty and Penelope started a little rough but really picked up towards the end and great to see Anna back. McCasp, there, <laughs> there was a this is awesome chant. chant. <laughs> there was. That was um, uh, maybe, yeah, maybe exaggerating a little bit there. Fact channel. This is a fact. The fact is that the live crowd went crazy for Anna. They did indeed. And she deserves it. It was so sad when she got out, was taken out, but it's great to see her back. Thunder Rosa was then asked about her chances at winning the Casino Battle Royal, but Nyla Rose and Jade Cargill showed up. Rose said she'd go down swinging and attack um, Rose, but both of them beat her down. Rose and Cargill then faced off, but their managers were like, let's do it for money, guys, at the pay-per-view. Uh, yeah, the Casino Women's Battle Royal 
it's going to be really interesting to see how this works out and tomorrow will be the time to get into that and on our picks and stuff but I am really liking the lineup so our main event Young Bucks Matt Jackson Nick Jackson and the Good Brothers Doc Gallows Carl Anderson with Brandon Cutler defeat the Lucha Brothers Penta and Ray Phoenix and Jurassic Express Jungle Boy and Lucha Soros. Um, this much, so much happened. It started off with Gallows and Luchasaurus, um, big men just trading blows. Uh, when it got to the, uh, the the closing stretch, really, we saw Penta tag in. Lucha Brothers set up the Fear Factory, but Official was distracted. So, of course, Brandon Cutler sprayed cold spray in Phoenix's eyes. The Good Brothers hit a magic killer on Phoenix for a near fall. Phoenix countered a BTE trigger and hit double handspring cutter on both Bucks. He fought off the Good Brothers, but the Bucks caught a crossbody and hit the Meltzer Driver for the win. Then after the match, this was Kenny Omega and Michael Nakazawa come out. They start beating up the baby faces. Uh, Omega's taunting them. The Good Brothers sent Luchasaurus to a table with the magic killer. Then Christian Cage ran out and attacked Omega. I forgot to say that the cage lowered at this point. Kenny said that uh, he had got the keys for the cage. He'd stolen them from um, Tony Khan. Uh, so we had Everyone coming up here, like Dante Martin, Frankie Gazarian, Orange Cassidy ran out to try and get into the cage, but they couldn't. The elite were fending them off with Kendo Six and Cold Spray. They handcuffed the Lucha Bros to the ropes to hit repeated thrust kicks. They had a BTE trigger on Christian. Omega was like talking the entire time. And this went on a really, really long time. It actually seemed like that Kenny wasn't quite sure when to wrap it up. And sometimes on Fight TV, you get like a little bit extra after the show ends and he was still talking. Um, and then in the after video, after the show video, you can see that Tony Khan did come out um, and, and cut a like in character and say that he was really mad. Um, this was just interesting. I don't think we're going to know what the intention of this or what it mean, means until after the pay-per-view, but obviously you would expect that the Lucha, if you're expecting the Young Bucks to retain, then you wouldn't, you would expect the Lucha Brothers wouldn't lose and get beaten down so badly the night before. So maybe now they want us to think the Lucha Brothers are going to win, but then maybe they want us to think that the Lucha Brothers are going to win because actually the Young Bucks are going to win. Like it feel like there was a lot, but I really enjoyed this. I thought it was, um, really hot way to end to end the dynamite it felt like a big go home show we got so many people in there and the cage looks awesome i mean the cage looks hard to get into and i think that they were trying to put that over as well um the only thing i could say about the lucha brothers um winning was that it what wasn't a match where the young bucks you know had the help from the good brothers and that's what they're hopefully not going to have on sunday so i just don't know if like the lucha brothers should be the team to take the belts off the young bucks because they just haven't been built up but it might be the case of AEW doing the match before the feud if you know what i mean like they've done that before do the match at the beginning um and then the feud there's a lot of comments about this. Redmond Survivor. I think I think I've decided that Phoenix is my favorite wrestler in the world to watch. He is amazing. He might be my favorite high flyer. PW outsider Cutler's play was super effective. He kept all the baby faces out of the cage. 
Uh, Redmond Survivor, I can't wait to see what mad shit Phoenix pulls off in the cage. And me too. It scares me to think about it. It scares me. Um, McCats, the eight-man tag match. Wow, those guys doing some serious drugs before the match. I <laughs> loved it. Kenny is so over the top. Um, Redmond Survivor, again, they really saw the concept of the cage well with keeping everyone out. Also, I forgot how huge... The AEW cage is, it is absolutely huge. That's what I love about it. Um, it's so, so big. Um, I still can't believe Cody moonsault off that thing. Fact channel. I didn't even know this cage was above the ring while it was sitting there. Yeah, me, me, me too. Um, there you have it, guys. That was your go home edition of Dynamite. What do we have coming up? We have on Rampage. CM Punk um, will be on commentary. Darby Allen will take on Daniel Garcia. Malachi Black takes on Lee Johnson. Chris Statlander kicks on both Rebel and Jimmy Hitter. And Miro speaks. And then for next week's Dynamite, which pay-per-view over, it's in Cincinnati, we're getting John Moxley's homecoming. So... Rampage looks exciting. It'll be exciting to see how they do like a go home rampage for the first time ever. Uh, Redmond says, I hope CM Punk has a blazer on for commentary. Me too. I just really hope that Chris Jericho is still on commentary when CM Punk is on commentary. And I hope they sit next to each other uh, so, so much. Um, and then for no reason, I hope Sting comes and sits with them at the end too. Uh, and then all we do. <laughs> and I just think that would be awesome. Um, okay, guys. All Out Week, AEW Weekly, thank you so much. Remember to check out all my coverage of All Out on this channel um, that I've had so far. Go like listen to me and Benno talk about CM Punk. If you love CM Punk, go listen to me in SB3 talk about all in. Speaking of me and SB3, go subscribe to his channel, True Heel Heat, to listen to me and Benno on Saturday, talk about all that. But please join me tomorrow. Join me tomorrow at 8 p.m. UK time, where I will be with John Pollock from Post Wrestling. I am so excited to welcome John to this channel, and I hope you are all there to welcome John to this channel too. We will be talking about All Out. So I'm sorry if you sent me any questions about All Out predictions um, during this chat. I'm really saving it all for tomorrow so we can have a really good discussion with John. Uh, don't forget to follow me on Twitter at Stephanie M. Chase. Follow me on Instagram. I promise I will post some stuff from the Hooked on Wrestling Party that I'm hosting on Sunday. And if you're in London, come join me. But once again, thank you guys so much. Everyone take care of yourselves, take care of each other, and I will see you tomorrow. Bye.